should not believe that. Hello, this is Melissa Libby and welcome to Mom Treading Water. Welcome back. I did decide last minute to take a week off for some mental health and relaxation. But I'm very happy to be back this week with my interview with award-winning author Dawn Barclay. Her new book is going to be released on August 15th, 2022. And the title is Traveling Different, Vacation Strategies for Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible, and the Neurodiverse. Luckily, we are getting a sneak preview into her book that's going to offer hundreds of tips from mental health professionals, parents, certified autism, travel planners, allies, and advocates. She is going to share today about how to prepare for family travel and ways to make it enjoyable for everyone. But before we get into the interview, if this is your first time joining Mom Treading Water, welcome. Thank you for being with us today. If you are returning, thank you again. It's been a wonderful year plus, and there's so many more exciting things coming up on the horizon. Don't forget to join our Facebook group under the name of Mom Treading Water. Follow us on Instagram at Imperfect Mom Treading Water, TikTok, YouTube, and on Pinterest. Plus our website, which is momtreadingwater.com. Sign up for the weekly newsletter, a breakdown of podcast episodes by topics. We have a few topics already broken out, but stay tuned. There's more to come, some blog articles and more. Please, if you are looking for a way to support mom treading water and a way that's free and who doesn't love free, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Each time you do that, it does improve the analytics as well as the growth of mom treading water. Any support is greatly appreciated. Okay, I've babbled on enough. Here is my interview with Dawn. I am sure you're going to find it just as insightful as I did. Please be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Hello, this is Melissa Libby and welcome to Mom Treading Water. I'm very excited today. We have Dawn Barclay and she is going to be talking about her book that is available for um, for pre-purchase. Uh, it's called Traveling Different. Um, and I know I can speak for, for us, traveling with children can be its own set of challenges, but she's going to really go into um, some more advanced topics. So Dawn, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. Um, and I was telling Dawn that we, uh, we drove from Maine to Florida. Yep, Maine to Florida. Two small kids. It was not as bad as I thought, but there were definitely some moments that could have been a little bit smoother. Uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Dawn, what, what inspired you to write this book? Well, I grew up in a travel family. I was traveling from age two. I graduated to being um, working my way up through my parents' travel businesses. I spent two stints of 10 years each working in their travel industry, um, in, their, in their travel companies. And I, uh, at the, in between, I was writing for travel magazines. So I've been a senior or contributing editor to four major travel trade publications, um, and when I had children, I wasn't about to stop traveling, but my children weren't as cooperative as I would have liked. They definitely had some sensory issues. They had transition issues. 
uh, and traveling with them was just not a lot of fun. So I started looking for a book to help me because I'm one of those people who believes there's a book for everything. When I got pregnant, I was like, oh, no problem having a kid. I'll just read the books. <laughs> <laughs> that will just no. make it all easy. <laughs> yeah, wrong. <laughs> Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. So there was no book, unfortunately, which shocked me. So the second part of my my, my subhead is uh, vacation strategies for parents of the anxious, the inflexible, and the neurodiverse. Mm-hmm. So having anxious and inflexible children, I started doing some interviews to write a book because I couldn't buy it. I interviewed Dr. Tony Atwood, who's huge in um, autism circles. I interviewed Dr. Ellen Lippman, who's very big in ADHD. Um, And then I hit a roadblock because there was no one else to interview. And I didn't quite have the resources I needed. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a group called IBCCES created a designation called the Certified Autism Travel Professional that I knew exactly how to write the book because I was able to interview those lovely people who've done intensive training on how to help people on the spectrum. Many of them are special needs parents themselves. And uh, they introduced me to their clients who were parents. I spoke to a lot of advocates and allies, and there was a lot more information on the internet to take advantage of in 2019 than there was in 2000. and thanks to a two-year lockdown, oh, yeah. thanks to the <laughs> pandemic, I had the time and resources to write the book that is will be available this August. No, I, I'm excited for it because, you know, I think summer can be a, a, a busy travel time and we live in Maine or a challenging travel time. Yeah. But I think actually traveling at holiday time is so much harder. So yeah. the book is going to be coming out actually, at, I, I think, at, at a great time. Yeah, well, the strategy is to speak to people now and give them some initial hints and mm-hmm. tips so to help them through the summer. They'll see how helpful they are. They'll say, wow, got to get this book, mm-hmm, pre-order absolutely. it. And then if things don't go well, they'll say, I don't want this to have happened again. Don't want to repeat this summer's you know, fiasco. Let me get the book and be prepared for the fall and winter. And what a great Christmas present for my friend's who have children on the spectrum. Yeah, and you know what? I like gifts like this for new moms, baby showers, things like that. Yeah. Because you, I mean, especially if you're a first time parent, you get a lot of the traditional things or you buy them yourself. So it's nice to give something that's just a little bit different, a little unique. Yeah. And all children are anxious and inflexible when they're out of their comfort zone. So Absolutely. this is not necessarily a book for people that have special, only for people who have special needs. It's really a book for anyone. Yeah, no, you might definitely agree. Um, so what are some tips do you think that that will be helpful for parents as they get ready to start traveling for the summer season? Especially since they are, uh, probably pent up demand because they haven't been out of the house for two two or three years so a lot of kids who are like maybe four are in their minds traveling for the first time because they're not going to remember something they did at age one Uh, so first thing is to introduce the concept of travel and how do you do that you know buy picture books that uh, have the children's favorite characters and travel situations watch videos that preview every aspect of any part of the trip you're going to be taking do role play, do something called social stories, which is um, are stories that are um, written from the child's point of view and involve pictures and uh, illustrations and strategies 
of how to encounter various parts of the trip. And there's uh, books by Carol Gray that describe how to do social stories, but they're very helpful. Uh, role play and what I call mini experiences. So before you go to an expensive hotel for a week, stay at a friend's house or a relative's house for one night, have the child experience what it's like to sleep in a bedroom that's not theirs because as well as creating um, a frame of reference for the child, especially if it goes well, you're also gonna point out the triggers. So you're gonna know if that child needs to travel with his or her own blankets and sheets and towels, which have the familiar smell of home, their own toiletries. They need to bring a fan to block out the noise from the hallway if they need to bring their favorite toys, um, you know, anything like that, you'll know. And it's a much cheaper way to do it uh, before you go on a flight. You know, if you're gonna go on a long flight, maybe take a short flight or use a program like Wings for Autism, which have programs in various airports where you can experience the entire airport process from arrival up into boarding. They'll give you a run through and you can, look into TSA CARES, which will provide where it's available, someone to sort of shadow you and make sure that everything goes well mm -hmm. during things that are a little um, more anxiety provoking, like security and, you know, being patted down, taking off your shoes, all of that. Um, there are also airlines that will give you tours if you call and ask. And as I say, before you go on a camping trip, set out a tent in the backyard, try it for a night. These are all sort of mini experiences that you can put together. I list a lot of them in the book um, as a good preview. So it's, it's not new. You don't want to make everything unfamiliar. You want to do everything you can to make things predictable because children crave predictability and routine. So that's what you want to provide to them. You also want to break the trip down to the nth degree. So there's no such thing as over-preparing. Think of every aspect of that trip from the moment you leave your house to the moment you get back, break it down, figure out where the triggers might be and have a backup plan for how you're gonna handle that. And again, the book goes into detail, whether it's airline, cruising, bus travel, car travel, you know, camping, hotels, restaurants, whatever aspect is involved, we talk about the advice of over a hundred people who have done it or have booked for people and, and how they've handled it. Um, yeah. So preparing pacing is part of that. You don't want to overpay. You don't want to stick cram five or six events into one day because you've paid for it. So let's do everything yeah. <laughs> because everything is going to be a disaster. You're going to end up with a child with a sensory meltdown maybe one or two things, spend the rest of the day at the pool, which the child is gonna enjoy or whatever the child wants to do, because that's going to make it memorable. And if the child's happy, you're gonna be happy. Uh, so a lot of different ideas like that. And, that. and that's a good point. If the child's happy, you're you're gonna be happy. Everyone's gonna be happy. Um, yeah. Because right, I think we all get into that. We, like, we just spent all this money to go to this expensive theme park and we've got to get it all in. Right now, we're going to yeah. get 20,000 steps in today, everyone. Yeah, no, spend a longer trip. Either book a longer trip or plan to go back. A lot of the families I spoke to go to the same place again and again because it was successful the first time. So just because you didn't get one ride in the first time, you know, go back. But don't overload or the child will never want to go back. 
which I, I don't blame them. Um, <laughs> we, because I wouldn't either if I was that overwhelmed yeah. and exhausted. And we, when we went to Florida, usually we're like, we gotta get everything in. We have to do like, like we've never seen sun and water and beaches, whatever before. And yeah. this year we, I think we spent almost every single day, except for the day we arrived in the day we left every single day at the pool. That's what we did. That's what the kids wanted to do. Yeah. We went out to dinner twice, maybe that was it. Um, but they had a great time. They had fun. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings up two really good points. One, get a hotel room with a kitchenette or, or a vacation rental. So you don't always have to eat out because eating out is, is frustrating and the waiting is frustrating. Um, it's just much more difficult than preparing the food you know the child will like in, in the apartment or the house or whatever you've rented. Yeah. Um, the second thing is to build a trip around a child's interests. So pools, children love them. But also children on the spectrum tend to have very specific interests that they can talk about, you know, all week long. So why not build a trip around those special interests? So at the back of the book, I have a rather long section that talks about all the special interests I could think about and uh, or think of. And then I divided them up by state and city and indicated oh, wow. where the museums and events were that catered to that interest. So if you have a child that loves dinosaurs or trains or insects or rocks, I list like trips to quarries. Where can you go to a quarry and see rocks being, you know, taken out of the ground? So I, I really think that that's a really important chapter. To me, that's the heart of the book because you are building a trip around what the child will enjoy. And that will make some of the more mundane parts of the trip easier to take because they have something to look forward to just for them. I, lo I love that. You know, it, it, it really does. It makes, it makes sense. It, this was probably one of our most relaxing trips. Yeah. My husband and I were like, you know, I mean, because obviously he and I split the driving, but I didn't feel nearly as exhausted or overwhelmed or frustrated myself. So yeah, it really does become a win-win for, for everyone. Yeah, you it absolutely don't, does. You can't put these heavy expectations on either you or the trip or the child. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to just be more flexible like you were. And think of what's going to work because then you have a really happy memory and it'll be easier to take another trip later. So what do you do? Because, you know, children are children and emotions, feelings, you're doing all those other steps and inevitably a child is having a tough time. And whether like we were in the car and we got stuck in a lot of traffic in New York City because it's just what it is. They started having a hard time. And we weren't really sure like, or what we should do differently in the future. Okay, so like you'll probably next time want to drive through New York, not during rush hour. So you learn something really important. You know what? I, I don't mean, one time we were somewhat, but yeah, some of it was just. Yeah, you know. maybe you do more of the driving at night when the kids are sleeping. And during the day, you, you have some stops. Mm -hmm. to places that they might enjoy. You also have your go-to bag with you. So you can always hand them toys. Some people buy little gifts to hand them during the ride every couple of hours, or they have specific oh. games that they're going to play at different periods. And I, I include some book that has tons of these games that you can either use or you can think up your own, but the, you, you know, there's always something to keep them occupied. Yeah, they're going to lose their mind at some point. But, you know, electronics help having their favorite movies, 
you know, on, on a, a, some sort of device that will show them to them, whether it's an iPad or whatever you're using mm -hmm. uh, and, and having planned stops along the way that, you know, will interest them, whether you've looked ahead and so seen where a park is on the way or a playground, you know, there's a lot of ways to break it up when you know that there are going to be problems and, and just plan for them. I, I love the idea of having a little, a little gift. We, um, we didn't do that, but I'm, I'm definitely taking that for our next long trip. Oh yeah. Bribery, bribery <laughs> always works. But, you know what? <laughs> the, and, 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 yeah, the, I, as much as I was like, oh, so much iPad time. It, it did help the majority of the time. I'm like, yeah. that's not, if that was an everyday occurrence in our home, like you were on an iPad that much. Yes. I would be like, that's way too much time. We need to do other things, but yeah, but look at all the things we do on vacation that are different than what we do during our regular lives. So just, you know, ch check it off as, you know, this is what's special about vacation. You get more iPad time. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're going to do it when you're home, but this is vacation. So they get to know that vacation is different and different fun things can happen. No, I think that's a good point. You know, one of the things that we did do, this, this was my husband, I'm not taking credit for this. We made sure that we brought extra chargers in the car and extra long chargers so they could have the iPad plugged in while they were using it. Yeah, brilliant. That, that, yeah, I would love to give myself credit for that. I cannot, <laughs> that was all my husband. And then a Bluetooth headphones for them. Yes, noise canceling headphones always, no matter where you go yes. or what you do, bring noise canceling headphones. Some people bring dark glasses, especially for theme parks at night because of the bright lights can still be upsetting at night to people. Oh, good yep. idea. I didn't know that. That's a really, that's a really, yeah. really smart idea. Yeah. Um, Geez, I wish we had this conversation before we did our 24 hour trip twice, not once, yeah. twice. Um, are there other things that you think that oh. that could make it just easier, more enjoyable for parents, for kids? For... Yeah, I mean, if you want to have a special time with your significant other, but you have children along, just, just know that there are lots of resorts with kids clubs where the kids can spend the day. The ones that I've got highlighted in my book have been specially trained for people with special needs so that they, they can help you. Uh, that you're not sort of left out without anybody knowing how to handle any situations sure. that come up. They've had special training, especially if they're listed as certified autism centers like beaches. And that gives you the day to spend together um, and the top five cruise lines also have programs for people on the spectrum and with individual, can't speak today, invisible <laughs> disabilities mm -hmm. so that you, again, can do what you want and the kids will be taken care of. And sports vacations are wonderfully therapeutic for children on the spectrum if they involve individualized sports, such as golf, horseback riding, scuba diving, uh, adaptive skiing. All of those, there are, there are programs specifically for people on the spectrum or with mood or attention disorders, mm -hmm. and the children can be enjoying them while you're enjoying them because neurotypical kids can enjoy them too. Everybody can enjoy like a golf vacation or scuba or, you know, horseback riding. I, I did not realize that. So thank you. I yeah, I did mention I was shocked about programs like Dive Heart that are specifically designed for scuba for, for children on the spectrum. And they've got this whole program designed for them and they'll train them. They've got like two or three people down under the water with them. And 
The kids really benefit. First of all, they love the compression suits. It helps them with their sensory needs and the water is calm and they don't have to socialize. And it's beautiful if they're, you know, scuba diving in the ocean with people, Uh, you know, so much to see. It's been very therapeutic. There have been some children who are nonverbal who became verbal through the help of, uh, of scuba. Oh, wow. That's really, I didn't, that's, that's really yeah. interesting. That's neat. Yeah. But what happens when, you know, you're in those circumstances or your, your child might have some sensory issues and you want to go to a huge theme park? I mean, cause those, honestly, I get overwhelmed yeah. by yeah. some of those people, all the people in the crowds and the noise. Yeah. I was surprised how many children on the spectrum really like theme parks. I think there are, if they need like ADHD kids need high STEM. What's more high STEM than an amusement park? Sure. Uh, there are more and more of these theme parks and water parks that are getting certified as either autism friendly or certified autism centers. So you've got Sesame Place, you've got um, SeaWorld, you've got Legoland, you've got Six Flags. I mean, Disney's always had their own programs. And they have um, maps that indicate where low sensory areas are. So if you need to decompress, you know where on property to go. Uh, You also have uh, programs that let you skip lines, which is great because your child, you know, you can come back when it's your turn. Mm -hmm. So we talk about that. And um, even some of the signage, for example, at SeaWorld, there might be a sign that tells you beyond this point, this is what you're going to smell. So you can make the decision whether, uh, or your child can make the decision whether it's going to be worth the smell to feed the seals, for example. So they're getting really good at this signage. They're really um, focusing in on the needs of everyone so they can be more and more inclusive. That's great. That's great. And, and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, usually some of those programs that like if you want to be able to like have a, have a pass to get ahead of the line or whatnot. Do you typically need to do that before your trip, before you get there? Well, what I would advise doing, because every place is different. Yeah, you do it usually in advance. You call a certified autism travel professional. Mm -hmm. I must've interviewed about 50 of them for the book. They're all listed. Anybody I interviewed is listed with their bio in the book. And also um, there's a place where you can click in to find them or anybody else who's got this designation and they're going to help you because they know all the ins and outs and they'll be able to guide you through and they'll be able to alert the people at these various places about what you need. You know, what a great service. That is a great service. I mean, really now so many people just book a trip online and that's it. So it sounds like it's important to really make sure you're, you're having those resources, get those resources to Yeah. To me, it's your insurance to make sure things are going to go well and they'll find the right place for you. They know where to go. Mm -hmm. And they'll also know the the strategies of of how to get by. I mean, all the information from my book came from them. So yeah, they absolutely know what they're doing. That's great. That sounds like such an amazing resource, even even if your children do not have autism or sensory issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How can you, what could be wrong with over-preparing or introducing the child to what's going to happen? How can that work badly for you? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it absolutely can't. The only thing that could possibly be, when are we going? When are we going? When are we going? <laughs> yeah. we, had, we had to start doing a, a countdown and that actually took care of it. We'd be like, okay, this is how many days. Like we anticipated, like That's- you're saying, we prepared, we anticipated. 
Yeah. What? Visual schedules really work. Mm-hmm. So not only every day having pictures of what's going to happen, but you can have a calendar where you're Xing off the days to the vacation. Yep. So they know. Yeah, absolutely. That again, can't over-prepare. Cannot no. over-prepare. I don't think you can. And, and it can only help you. Absolutely. Don, thank you for joining us today. I am going to, um, I will include all of the links, uh, to your resources and where people can pre-order your book. Um, and then obviously when August 15th goes around, I'll make sure that we do some additional updates. Um, Great, but thank you. We, we appreciate having you on today. This is such a, an important topic because I know myself that and my husband sometimes we're hesitant to do things because we're concerned about all those other parts that really we've made all this effort and now it's no one's happy. So yeah, well, I hope that your listeners do buy the book and they do find that it works for them or they find that something I've written, they've, they've had a better strategy that they'll email me or contact me on social media. All that information I'm sure will be on your show notes. It's also yes. in the book. Absolutely. I'll put all of that information there so we can keep that communication open because every tip can help. Absolutely. Yeah. One other thing is that I, my, my website is travelingdifferent.com. That's with one L. And on travelingdifferent.com, I will be updating the book with blog posts so that everything's always, you know, up to date. That sounds great. Okay, that's great. Now I'll, I'll make sure I include that in the show notes as well. Thank so you. People can find it quick and easy. Thank you. All right. Don, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. A pleasure. My, me as well. Thank you.